Welcome to the HBK High Performance Podcast with Michael B. Ross, a podcast designed to help leaders develop the character, skills, and passion needed to lead fulfilled and impactful lives. Here's Michael. Well, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to welcome you to the HBK High Performance Podcast. This is Michael Ross, your host. And I am very excited to be with you today. Before we get started, as I always like to mention, if you hear one good thought, one good phrase, one good quote, or one good idea from this podcast today, I would like to ask you to put that thought, phrase, idea, or quote into absolute immediate action. It is the application of our education that makes the biggest difference in our world, and I don't want you to be one of those people who look back on their life with significant regret. So make sure you take action today and be compelled to do more, to go further, and to reach more lives. Today we're going to be talking about mental health and business, which affects us all. Uh, I want to jump right into it, but before we get into that, there's one more thing I want to mention. Is May 9th in Canfield, Ohio, and in East Liverpool, Ohio, we're going to be hosting our second high-performance breakfast and lunch. The breakfast will be in East Liverpool. The lunch will be in Canfield. We had a great turnout last time. And we were able to fill the room at Scachetti's. In fact, there was standing room only. And we covered accountability. And we talked about the five simple methods for creating and maintaining it. Great feedback, as I said. This next month, May 9th, we are going to be talking about how technology will never replace human touch. And specifically, how technology should be used to enhance human connection and not replace it. And some of the dangers with replacing connection between human beings with technology. So I hope you come out for that. Go to hbkln.com, and the very first thing you'll see is the registration for that. So please, please come on out and visit us, and we look forward to seeing you. Okay, so I want to talk about mental health and business. And mental health and business is something that hits us all. So one out of four adults experience mental illness each year, And an estimated 18% of the U.S. population have what's called an anxiety disorder. And less than one-third of people with mental illness get treatment. I know this because when I was in the U.S. Navy, I was stationed in Japan. And uh, six days after 9-11, I was in the Middle East floating around the Arabian Gulf. And we, three months after we were there, we were in a drill. And I lost one of my best friends in the division. He died in an accident. And I remember that time going through all sorts of stages of emotions, ups and downs and ins and outs. But for me, I was I was told to tie it off, not directly, but it was just something that we did in the military. When you'd lose somebody, you would tie it off and you would bury it. And so I went through all these different emotions during the next few months and I never dealt with it. In fact, it wasn't until I got out of the military where I was having some issues and it tied back to that loss that I had never properly dealt with and I was able to finally get treatment for. But most people who go through different mental illnesses, which is depression, fear, anxiety, anger, loss, any of those types of mental struggles, most people never get help for it. And the thing is, we really avoid talking about mental health at work, which is such an important part 
of doing business. So I think it's shocking that we avoid it so much. And, you know, if you bring it up in a boardroom, you can tell people starting to get, you know, a little awkward. It's feeling awkward in here. Nobody wants to talk about it. But the fact of the matter is mental illness hits us all sometimes. And that's really sometimes all of us have illogical thought processes or illogical beliefs and patterns that we've been on for a certain period of time. All of us have PTSD at some point in time. I remember a guy used to work with for a long time. He and I would always talk about this previous experience that we had in this other organization is actually affecting our conversation right now because I'm bringing in my PTSD, my post-traumatic stress disorder. If you ever worked at a bad organization for a horrible boss, when you work for a good boss, you're always looking for the reactions or the words of a horrible boss. If you haven't properly dealt with the pains, the fears, the doubts, the worries that have affected you from working with that horrible boss. So if people feel, this is, this is kind of what I've experienced. If people feel emotional at work, their typical impulse is to conceal it. So they'll hide it in the bathroom or they'll book a fake meeting if they need time to be alone during the day. Uh, we don't like asking for what we really need internally because we feel like we're not supposed to mix personal and professional life, which is ridiculous because you can't not mix personal and professional life. I mean, ask a husband to go home or a wife to go home after work and not talk to their spouse about what happened at work. At the same time, ask people at work to never talk about their home life. I mean, it just doesn't happen. Personal and professional life do mix, and we have to have a safe environment to where if we go to work and we're having a rough day, we're going to have a place for people to talk about it. And I wouldn't say this is prevalent, but more and more companies are looking into bringing on a full-time life coach because people need help at work sometimes. They're going through a rough day. Hey, you need someone that you trust that you can share it with. And I always recommend you have a coach because there are times, even if you're great at journaling or self-dialoguing, or if you even have uh, someone, a trusted friend to talk to, sometimes you don't know how to express the emotions that you feel or the thoughts that you're having. And a life coach or a business coach, is cert- their certification is around helping you be clear about what's going on in your subconscious. That's their job. Their job isn't to fix you. And a lot of people think that coaching is, everybody calls himself a coach nowadays anyways. But coaching really, it's a therapeutic or counseling type practice that takes how you feel, your thoughts, and it helps you to contextualize it for your preferred future. So I think it's very important that every business person have a certified life coach or business coach that they can call on because all they're going to do is help you perform at a higher level. So let's be clear about some things, okay? Mental illness is a challenge, but it is not a weakness. I'm going to say that one more time. Mental illness is a challenge, but it is not a weakness. And understanding your challenge can be the key to unleashing your strength. And here's the thing. When you acknowledge your mental illness or your mental health, you get to know yourself better. You can be more authentic with people, with your employees, with your leaders. And research has found that feeling authentic and open at work leads to better performance, higher engagement, higher employee retention, and overall well-being. 
the cost to companies for ignoring mental health can be hurt or lost productivity, loss or schism in professional relationship. 17 it's estimated that 17 to 44 billion dollars is lost every year to depression meaning that employees call off they're not as productive they quit they go awol due to depression and 4 dollars is returned to the economy for every 1 dollar spent caring for people with mental health issues there's a research group out there called Global Metrics, that said for every $1 you spend in coaching, you get a $7.30 return on investment. And why is that? Because it keeps your mental health at its peak and helps you focus on the top priorities. Makes sense, doesn't it? So people who employ coaching are more productive, they're clear communicators, they're more authentic, they're more balanced, And they're better overall leaders and they can help other people draw out their greatness. So the same with mental health. For every $1 spent towards your employee's mental health, you get an average of $4 in return on investment. So here's here's the solution to the mental health issues in our society as well as in our organizations. We have to have better support. So my suggestion is you get with a company. My company is available to you. We can either... Skype in, we use Zoom, we can fly in if you need us to, but you can reach out to us, hbkln.com, go to the contact us page, give us a call, and we could be a support to your organization as far as life and business coaching if you need some help in this area or if you need some opinions on what to do or another life coach to hire. We have a training program that we use for coaching, so if you want people on your teams to be trained as coaches, Reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to train some of your leaders or people in HR on how to coach, how to life coach. So you've got to be able to employ this in your organization. And overall, the leaders in your organization need to have more flexibility, sensitivity, and open-mindedness. Here's the thing. You can fight what is or you can work with it. The statistics I just shared with you at the beginning about the prevalency of mental health issues in our society is there. You can either fight that or you can work with it. You can be judgmental or you can show kindness and get the most out of your team. That's really up to you. But if you want to be a high-performing organization, you've got to address the mental health needs of your employees. And you've got to be open and honest about your own. I'm telling you, one of the greatest things you can do as a leader is talk about your flaws and your issues and your weaknesses. Because when you do that, your team opens up. And that connects you at a higher level. It gets past the surfacey things and takes you to another level in your connections with your people. The last thing I'm going to say about this is... By affecting people through life and business coaching, by affecting people in the positive realm in mental health, the greatest thing you're going to take away is you're going to help your employees have better lives. I'm telling you, if you can do it in their careers, it will spill over to their personal life. So the effect of you getting more productivity, higher retention rates, higher employee and customer satisfaction by getting better well-being and overall revenue increases by taking care of your people, 
you're also going to have the added effect of helping people in their personal life, which to me, at the end of the day, you can make millions upon millions of dollars and on your deathbed, the last thing I think you're going to be talking about is the millions of dollars that you made. You will be talking about the impact that you made on people's lives and how grateful you are for the people who made an impact on your life. And isn't that what we want as leaders and as people who run successful businesses? I hope this was beneficial to you today. I would ask you to reach out to us again. Go to hbkln.com and give us a call. And we would love to be a support to you in the life and business coaching area. Can't wait to talk to you next time on the HBK High Performance Podcast. Be sure to take immediate action on the ideas that compelled you from today's podcast. For information about the courses, resources, and services available from HBK High Performance, visit hbkln.com.